This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Another day, another podcast. <laughs> Just one? Uh, this feels like maybe the third one, but... It feels like it, but it isn't. And it it's isn't. only because no, you've had to deal with me. That's true, and I haven't had enough coffee. There's a theme... A theme for the day. Is there? Well, I tell you what, in that coffee, I bet you there's toxins. I bet there is. I bet you there's poisons. Don't say that. I bet you when you spread, I bet (laughs) you when you were spraying your fly spray, you inhaled it was probably bad for you. Fly spray? I don't use fly spray. I'm betting you probably went to, uh, let me think, uh, dry cleaning. Probably got a bunch of toxins put into your- I do a little dry cleaning. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bet that you probably went to the grocery and bought some uh, imported berries that have a lot of sprayed chemicals, didn't even know it. Probably. I'm going to (laughs) bet- I'm going to make you, you stop talking. You bought some non-organic <laughs> apples that have probably toxins. I bet when you bought your bed, you probably didn't realize what was no, in no. there. No, no. Let's talk about the bed. No, seriously, because we did just- Did not, you really? Like within the last 12 months, bought a queen-size mattress. Okay. You and let it out no. in the garage for at least three weeks oh, to no, no, let no. all the chemicals- out. Okay. I did. I did all the reading about- like off-gassing yeah. and yeah. like what is the off-gassing. right... Off-gassing. It's called off-gassing. Off-gassing. And what is the best mattress to buy for mm-hmm. toxicity and it, blah, 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 right? And so I was all... I knew what I was going to buy. And then what? we went and... I'm not going to say brand names, but I went. we went in and we tested them because that's what you do, right? Mm-hmm. We, I believe, walked out with the most toxic foam, like infused mattress <laughs> for you? real. And so much so that they, so much so they said, you might need to have your windows open for a few days. Like it will smell. <laughs> It'll burn your eyes, eyeballs out, <laughs> but it's very comfortable. Which is why I'm really interested that today we're going to be talking to Deborah Lindad about toxicity and yep. chemicals and things in the home. Absolutely. Because again, I had the best of plans to get what I thought might be the healthy choice. And we had difficulty finding it. And even when we did find some options, it wasn't the option we ended up walking home with. And and in the case of the mattress, it really did smell pretty yep. bad. Yeah. My um, son actually yeah. bought a mattress that he finally got rid of because he couldn't get rid of the smell. Yeah. And it bothered him so much that yeah. he found it. And, and it yeah. really is real. And it's not just mattresses, it's sheets. It's, it's well, a, a some of what I was tampons. reading. Like, for, it's, for, okay. Let's not talk about Okay. That it's all those things. I'm, I'm <laughs> but sorry, no, but it's very relevant. Furniture. I read in Deborah's Carpet? notes about that she was asked to furnish someone's house like, to- like toxicity. Non-toxic, free. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. With furniture. I didn't yeah. even think about that. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Carpet. Paint, right. it goes on and on and on. And yeah. you wonder why we have so many of these almost organic diseases now that we've accepted as normal from kids all the way up. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, all the shots are getting, but... Yeah. So as if I wasn't already overwhelmed with my food choices, oh my minerals, gosh. vitamins, and other things, now we're going to talk about my house, Absolutely. which is great. Okay, so how'd we let that happen? How in the United States of America <laughs> did we allow these this many chemicals creep into our lives without any solid evidence that it was safe? Because in Europe, if you can't prove it's safe, you can't put it in anything, food or products or anything. Why don't we have a law like that? Why are we an experimental country? I don't know. I'm a little upset about it. I think you are. I, I, you're I, getting dangerously close to the political line. Which I'm so maybe close. We can pull I you think back it's from. caused by. Careful. Okay. But years ago, got the chance to interview Deborah Lynn Dad, so it's going to be great to have her back. Yeah, but have her back but on the, the bottom show. line is, she did this out of necessity. She was going to lose one of her children if she didn't find out what was hurting them, and she found out it was chemicals. So. Without further ado, we're going to bring on Deborah Lindad, talk about all those things, including apparently 
mattresses. <laughs> I hope led so. Led by Amy Baker. Which is not going to be good because the mattresses are expensive, and I think we're in for at least 15 years. Don't so. you have 30 days? Oh, yeah, 90, 90 nights, actually. It's okay. way past 90 oh. nights, sadly. Oh, but, well, I mean, why we didn't do this podcast last year yeah. when I was making this decision? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It should have been no, done. It'll be fine. Okay. All right. So, w- without further ado, we're going to introduce Deborah Lindet. Thanks so much, Deborah, for joining us today. We're really excited to talk to you. I'm excited to be here. So maybe we could start, because I've read your bio, because Dr. Benzinger provided it, but tell us a little bit about your background and sort of why the passion for toxicity in the home and helping people understand how to live a healthier life. Well, it started almost 40 years ago, and I was just in my early 20s. And you would think that when you're in your early 20s that you're going to feel good, and I didn't. And I was getting sicker and sicker as days went on. And um, and so um, finally, I um, it was at a time, too, when my mother was dying of cancer. Hmm. And I had left home as, as a young woman, and I decided I needed to come home and take care of her. And almost as soon as um, I came home after I had gone through all the, you know, packing up and moving home, she died within a few weeks. Mm. And, Sorry. Um, so I was there then in the home that I had grown up in since I was seven years old in Concord, California. Hmm. And uh, and it turns out that, um, as I talked to the neighbors, that there was cancer in almost every house in my neighborhood. Really? And it was a cancer cluster. Wow. And um, I lived down then from a factory. In, it's like you would never know it because it was over a range of hills. And I never went over to that town on the other side of the, of the hill. But all the pollution came to my neighborhood. Wow. And um, so my mother died of cancer. And I, I became very sensitive to chemicals. At the time, this was back in 1978, at the time, nobody has ever heard of what is now called multiple chemical sensitivities. It was called environmental illness at that time. Correct. My father was looking for a doctor who could treat my mother with um, intravenous vitamin C. He was just doing everything he could to try to find a way to save her. And he went to the doctor, asked him if he, if, uh, if he could treat her with intravenous vitamin C, and while he was waiting, he started seeing these people lined up in a room and they were being given something and then these symptoms would turn on. They would burst into tears or they'd start screaming or whatever, or they'd cry or they'd itch, whatever. And then they'd be given something else and the symptom would turn off. And he's looking at this and he said, that's what is happening. Whatever these little people are doing, that's what's going on with my daughter. Because at that particular time, I would just burst into tears. There were times when, there was one day I remember shortly before this while I was still living on my own where I called up my father and I said, I can't stop crying. And he came to be with me that day and I couldn't stop crying all the whole solid day for 24 hours. Wow. And um, and that's not depression. You know, that's not, it's like who cries for 24 hours? And so he could see that I was having these bizarre symptoms. It didn't seem to be related to anything. It wasn't any illness that was um, recognizable. And so he started finding out what was going on in this office, and it turned out that 
she, this doctor, was one of the first doctors who practiced what is now called environmental medicine. Hmm. There's a whole association of doctors all over the country, all over the world, in fact, who practice this. Um, and what they do is they treat people who have been overexposed to toxic chemicals and now have compromised immune systems. And so whenever they're exposed to uh, a toxic chemical or even even a chemical made from petroleum that is not considered toxic can cause these symptoms. And it can be any symptom because it kind of uh, attacks you where you are, whatever's weak in the body. And here I'm going to take up my whole 15 minutes talking about this, so I'll be quick. Um, anyway, uh, it, it, what came out of that was once my father got the idea that there might be toxic chemicals in my home that were making me sick, I just took the most obvious thing that I could think of, you know, cleaning products, and I stopped using cleaning products. I just used um, baking soda and vinegar, and suddenly my headaches went away. And then I, I started doing more research, like, where are these chemicals that are, that are doing this? And, well, one of them is the permanent press finish on your bed sheets, which will be seen formaldehyde all night while you're sleeping. And I couldn't sleep. And when I took those sheets off my bed, I could sleep. I didn't need sleeping pills. And so I, I had really bad headaches. Um, and, and it turned out that another thing that was causing my headaches was perfume. And I was wearing perfume every day, and I had a headache every day. Hmm. And so it was like one by one, I just started associating um, the symptoms that I had with uh, products that were in my home, and then I went, I started going to medical libraries and poison control centers, and like, where are these chemicals? What are they? And the thing that really amazed me after I did all this research was that I started to see that it wasn't that I was just this strange little, they call them canaries in the mine, because they used to take canaries in the mine, and if the canary died, then they would, the miners would leave because that meant there was toxic chemicals. Mm-hmm. And so and so it was, I wasn't like just a strange person. These were actual toxic chemicals, things like formaldehyde and benzene and, and things that you can look up in a toxicology book and, and it says this is toxic. These are chemicals that are harming cells in your body and they're in like a huge percentage of consumer products. You have to really actually know what you're looking for to choose a product that doesn't have them. Were you? Uh, do you think at that time <clears throat> you were looked at as being um, oh almost strange? Like, why would you look at those in the first place? Because it's been there forever and it's been in products for a good period of time. I, I get that uh, you started changing parts of your life and your health started getting better. That was n- apparently noticeable. Uh, but then, as you started, you started investigating what was out there and that wasn't chemically. Uh, loaded, etc. Did that become very difficult? Was that like almost bizarre question? Like, what do you mean doesn't have come? This is what we do. Yes, it was a bizarre question. There was, this was at a time when um, everybody was wearing polyester mm-hmm. research, if you remember that. <laughs> oh, yeah. And and so there was just no awareness of anything natural at all, practically. And um, I remember natural food stores, there was no organic food, there was no natural cosmetics, there was nothing. And so I was trying to find what very few little things didn't have toxic chemicals. But, of course, there's nothing on the label which I recognized because nobody knew what anything meant. And so um, 
I really did the first research on this subject that anybody ever did. And I wrote the first book on this. I self-published a little, a little book um, that was the very first book on this subject. And now, here 40 years later, there's not only a number of books, but a number of organizations that are addressing these issues. But there, there was none of that done. And so when I saw the differences that's made in my health, mm-hmm. then I had to create a field. I had to write a book. I sure. had to talk mm-hmm. about this. Absolutely. Because it, you know, people are spending so much money on health care. People are taking drugs. People are sick in ways that they can't even recognize. And yet, if everybody were to stop using toxic chemicals, like the bottom would fall out of the health care industry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because there but- would be so few sick people. <laughs> well, how do, how do we get away from it? I mean, that's that's the bottom line right now is awareness has started to happen. I well, mean, everything what, from foods as well as others. Yeah, and one of the questions that I had as yeah. I was reading um, information, Deborah, that you had put together, and this is kind of the practical side of me all the time, I'm like, okay, what is the first thing that I could do, right? So even as you were telling your story, you were talking about, so the first thing that you did back then when there wasn't like as much literature available, like you were the cutting edge of this this subject matter, you know, you gave up on household cleaners and you said you went to baking soda and vinegar and then you went to sheets and, you know, organic type sheets and then perfumes and things like that. I guess I'm curious now knowing, you know, a few years later, knowing what you know now, kind of what path would you recommend to someone just your average How do you consumer, start? right? How yeah, do you like start? for me, I think, oh my gosh, I have to gut my entire house. And that just seems really scary. But no, it sounds no, like you actually. Yeah. You don't need to get your entire house right at the beginning. I mean, the first thing that I would suggest is that um, people, and, and this is the first thing I've been suggesting for years, and it's still true, the most toxic thing you're going to have in your house is your cleaning products. And um, so just take them all out. And I'm not going to say throw them away. You need to, like, take them to the hazardous waste disposal place. And um, and then go down to a natural food store and just pretty much pick anything you want off the shelf from the natural food store, any of those brands, and you will have just reduced your toxic exposure at home dramatically. Okay. And then the next thing is if you're using any pesticides in your house, like you're spraying bug spray and stuff, stop doing that. And there, <laughs> just stop it. And, yeah. and, <laughs> just stop doing that. Just stop it. <laughs> Inside and outside? I'm going to get real specific here because I have to Inside and outside my house or just inside my house? Well, start with inside. Outside is a little safer, but no, you really need to be not using pesticides. Pesticides are designed to kill, Mm -hmm. and there are are non-toxic ways to do everything. I, I spent a good deal of my adult life trying to figure out how to do it in the non-toxic way. And now that's no longer a question. Now the question is how do I get more people to do it in the non-toxic way? Because we know how to live completely non-toxic. If you were to just put me in charge of the world and I could make everybody's (laughs) choices, we would have a non-toxic world because I can just tell you what to do. Absolutely. Now, um, I had purchased your book way back and I still use it. I still use it for the bug spray, the bug spray combination you have. We've used that, and it has been highly successful in a home. We've been happy about it. Uh, and how about things such as candles, plug-ins, all those types of things? It's one of the things I tell my patients constantly because they'll come in. They got sinus-related problems. They light candles all the time. They got these synthetic um, plug-ins that are made of phthalates, uh, and we. Get them to stop that, and all of a sudden the kid doesn't have so many asthmatic attacks. I, I, I think right. it's just amazing right. how little 
We know, and we're convinced by advertising, 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 and we perceive that that company actually cares about us. And they care about one no. thing. They care about making money. They really don't right. give. A, they don't care whether that causes disease in your family at all. I, am I correct in saying that? Um, well, I would say yes. I mean, I can't speak for all the manufacturers. But I can. All we can do is look just, at what. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, we can look and see what they're producing, and we can see that there are other companies that do care about the health of their customers, and they're producing something that is less toxic. I remember um, I was born in the 50s, and as a child, anybody that's my age will remember um, DuPont commercials that are living through chemistry. And and this, this actually, at that time, if you go back, say, 100 years, we didn't have all this toxic stuff. We had some toxic things, but not the everyday. Or you remember in The Graduate when they were talking about plastics. It was like a brand new thing, and then you'd be The Graduate. And and that's really true. It's like I grew up with all these things, and, and people in my generation grew up with all these things. And now there are people like children. I don't have children, but like children of people of my age. Um, they were born into this. It's like the... I was thinking the other day about how, like, when I was born, nylon stockings didn't exist, and and we didn't have computers, and we didn't have cell phones, and all these things, and yet people are being born now with that. And this is what people are accustomed to having toxic chemicals. They don't even know to think about anything else. Um, But there is actually this whole non-toxic world. I was thinking about this this morning, that it's like, it's like going through the world today is really like walking through a minefield that that you really are endangered by almost every product you pick up. Agreed. But if you know that there are uh, non-toxic products out there and you know how to choose them and find them, you can, you know, walk around those mines and, and be safe when, as you walk through life. Um, but it really is that dangerous. I, I thought, should I use this analogy or not? But it really is that dangerous. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, now, your site is probably list uh, more of the toxic-free products than any any place in the world that I've ever seen. I, I don't even know what you're up to. How many products are you up to now? <laughs> I don't know either, but I think it's more than a thousand websites. And of course, each of those websites might have anywhere from 10 to more than 100 products on them. That makes sense. And so it really, I mean, you can go to other websites and say, like, find a list of organic foods or something like that. But on my website, you can find practically anything that you want in any product category. Whether you're looking for organic clothing or organic food or a non-toxic cock or whatever, it's there. And if it isn't there, I have a whole section where I answer people's questions, which has more than 3,000 questions and more than 12,000 answers. And and so not only can you uh, get my opinion, but you can get the opinion of my readers who are all living in a non-toxic way, and they know stuff too. And and even and if that doesn't solve it for you, you can always call me up and have a consultation on the phone. And so Excellent. I really do. My purpose in life has been since I found this out. It's it's there's no reason for people to be sick from toxic chemicals because it's something that you can do. And I have the information. I have the experience. I have to make it available to people because it would just be I don't know. I think I would 
end up in hell or something if I didn't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, and for our listeners, the website is com, and we'll have that in the podcast notes to make it easy for people to find and also on our blog just so that people can click through and get to that list of information, which is amazing yeah. having and, looked and, at it. <laughs> and actually, it makes it a lot easier. For those for those moms that many times come across this and they get concerned about it, the problem with this, put it on, putting it all together, you can go to her website and be able to put that together really quickly, which is wonderful. And plus, just getting a consultation, yeah. knowing that you're available for consultations, would streamline their steps and their processes greatly. So that's one of the things that we will also promote yeah. on our Facebook and a few other things as Thank we you. proceed, because... You know as well as I do, this is an overwhelming area of our life and unfortunately is, is not considered, not thought about, and not anything else. But I have I have just one or two follow-up questions because, as you know, podcasts are way too short, and we're going to have to do more things yeah, with you. Yeah, because I have, one or, more. I have one or two questions, too. Well, no, I got my two. <laughs> no, no, I'm first. Okay. I can okay. come back. Good, <laughs> good. That's fair enough. We won't have to fight over you. That's that's good. Okay, so the number one question is, 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 is the following. Why? Why do they not protect us? Why do they allow companies that know that the product that they're putting out is not tested for safety? Why do they allow it in this country? And as you and I have talked about years ago, in Europe, they have quite a few laws, very specifically, not perfect, but a lot better than here, that if you can't prove that it's safe to human lives, you can't put it in our marketplace. We do not have that. Why? No, because people perceive that our government is protecting us. And, and it doesn't matter what president or not president is in, it has ongoing problems. Am I correct? You're absolutely correct. And I, I will tell you one of the problems with this, and I, I hope that I'm not going to get too technical about this. Um, uh, one of the problems is, and I've studied a lot of chemistry and toxicology and what the government is doing, and the problem is that it's really hard to establish something that's toxic. And I, I know that may sound incredible, but like um, something that happened in my lifetime is that uh, early on, I mean, people were smoking cigarettes and they were just smoking cigarettes. Everybody smoked. And, um, and people, there was association with cancer and, and emphysema and all these things. And, um, but it took a very long time to establish enough scientific data that they finally put a warning label on the uh, cigarette packages that says, warning, this can cause cancer. They didn't take them off the market. Perfect example of craziness. Right. And so there are all these other things. And, and really, whether or not something is toxic, there's like an inherent toxicity to it. And, and if you go into toxicology, but they actually have these numbers uh, or you can see it. There's something called a safety data sheet that will tell you um, on a scale of like one to five, I think it is, or one to six. They have different scales that that uh, it's it's like a toxic level number one or zero, which is very low, or number six, which is very high, or something in between. So those numbers can be established. But whether it's toxic to me and you, mm-hmm. good question. Depends on how much you're being exposed to it. It depends on how healthy you are. It depends on your age and your gender and uh, all this whole list of things. And so you could put 100 people in a room and blow some formaldehyde in, and they're all going to have a different response. Right. 
So exactly, why would we even allow it in the first place if we know it would affect anybody? You know, of course, 0.0001%. But when you know it's actually poisonous or damaging to uh, 30%, 10%, why would we take the chance? I mean, it just doesn't I make don't sense. Know. I I really, I mean, it's, it, it's a, it doesn't seem logical to me. And, and I do want to say that um, there is a tremendous amount of data available about the toxicity of things like phthalates and formaldehyde yeah. and, and, you know, all these endocrine disruptors and things. And they need to be removed. And there are some, like there's a certain list of phthalates that have been removed in the last five years. But there's, there's, still, there's still other ones that are being used. Yep, you know? absolutely. Until it hurts even more people and more people. I, I, I guess it's irritating. I, I'm, I'm, I don't do as you do, but Deborah Lynn, I, I would think, I know you still have all your hair. I don't have much, and I would have been bald by now. <laughs> if I was doing what you're doing every day, seeing what you're seeing and seeing the suffering that goes on, that never needs to if we just practice it never needs to. good conservative exactly methods right. towards the benefit of the people we serve. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm not running for president. No, I'm not say, doing it. You're getting a little um, <laughs> emotional. It's irritating. Actually, I want to say something. I may, want to make sure I get this in before I get to the end. Okay. And that is that, you know, here it, it kind of goes beyond um, making a decision about that. It's like there's, there's this toxic question. But it, I think it goes beyond to people's ethics and conscience right. and that part of us that is loving and caring. Mm-hmm. And um, that if you love another person, you want what's best for them, right? Right. If you love yourself, you want what's best for yourself. And that that I believe that there is inside of each one of us that part that wants to survive well, that wants to be healthy. It's our natural state of our bodies to be healthy. So I think there's actually something that needs to be mm, adjusted (laughs) within our society, that this isn't the predominant thing that we make our decision upon. Yeah. Mm That we are making our decisions based, as you said earlier, on money and keeping the economy going and stuff like that. But what about making decisions on life? Absolutely. Making decisions mm-hmm. Absolutely. on how do we support life? How do we be healthy? How do we be happy? How do we be loving? Well, and if we didn't use the chemicals, there would be an entire market for all the naturals and everything else. It isn't like people wouldn't be employed. In fact, the employment might even grow in no, different we fields. Have, we have more natural products than ever. They're really available. We have more organic products than ever. When I started, we had no organic products. And now we have certification organizations. It's like the whole field has really expanded over the last 40 years, and it's going to continue to expand. I think we're definitely moving in that direction. And that as consumers choose these products, then I mean, we already see the multinational corporations buying up Ben and Jerry's and companies like that. That they they see that that's the future and they want to own it. That's great. That's great. Like usual, out of time, but sometime we're going to talk about mattresses and Amy Baker. That's what <laughs> we we're are. going to talk before, about. Before uh, before okay. we grab before we grabbed you on the call, I was telling uh, Sean about my <laughs> unfortunate but comfor- but comfortable mattress purchase. Now that I have started we to do, do a some whole show. 
Let's yeah. do a whole show just on matches. You know what? We That's should. actually a very good idea. In fact, it would be great if, in fact, we could actually have your site pulled up and actually uh, places that, that yeah. you have reviewed and, and actually citing those that you have said, hey, these are safe mm-hmm. and this is why they're safe. Yeah. And you know what? That's a great yeah. idea. We're going to book that if it's okay with you. And, and let me tell you. I appreciate your time. Uh, we will book that soon because I know that's going to be a popular area. And we, we look forward to intermeshing our, our communication and our podcast and our education system that we're launching at, at Humarian Health with you. And I, I appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for having me. Okay. Thanks so much. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. <laughs>